The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 95. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the ninth episode of Season 5, Between Two Fires. SG-1 attends the funeral of Tolan leader Omak and is approached by Chancellor Travell, who asks for their help to broker a deal that would give Earth an ion cannon in exchange for Trinium. SG-1 becomes suspicious when they realize the deal would not be enough to protect Earth and that Omak's death might not have been a natural one. After discovering evidence of a cover-up, SG-1 teams up with Narim to uncover the truth about what really happened to Omak and what the Tolan are hiding from them. They find out that the Tolan have made a deal with the Gould and are planning to abandon their planet, but they end up being able to convince the Tolan to stay and fight. It's a very sad ending. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Um, this is kind of a mixed one. Um, there's parts of it I like and parts of it that are kind of, and Nareem is like, oh, yeah, another one of Sam's uh, <laughs> loser boyfriends. <laughs> but he redeems himself at the yes. end. So, but uh, no, this is, this is, it is a, you know, a storyline moving episode. This is, this is mm-hmm. a plot line moving episode. This is, so there isn't a lot of action in it. There's, you know, obviously the negotiations and all that. And, um, so it's a, for me, it's kind of an eh episode. It's not, it's not the worst by any stretch of the imagination, but it, if I'm, if I'm looking to pick one SG one episode, this won't be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, definitely putting the pieces in place for what is to come. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? So I generally like this episode. Um, I like as weird as Nareem is and neurotic. I kind of, I kind of like that he, I like the Tolan. I like that they make everyone so uncomfortable and um, it gives a lot for SG1 to play off of and, you know, comedic wise. And uh, then they bring back the gold and we get, Tanith, who leads us to our next big bad ghoul that we don't get to know his name yet. And, um, you know, overall, I like it. It's an enjoyable episode. I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, lots of weird, creepy moments, like where there's Nareem's computer is Sam's voice. And, you know, and yeah. Teal's like, <laughs> I think he has feelings for you. You know, so there's lots of just that kind of funness. And uh, you're not sure what's going on, but it gives a good payoff in the end. So, it, well, except for the toll and die but i mean for the episode so i i i I, i'll give it a thumbs up yeah i will say the the voice thing is is really hitting home now that you can go online now and program an ai (laughs) to do anybody's voice and that's exactly what nareem did yeah and so he used his google assistant to do an ai voice of sam yep 
Yeah, they did. You can do that yeah. today. Yeah. You can actually do that today now. <laughs> Except he didn't remember to turn it off when Sam was in his house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um yeah, it was it does like definitely it's a good foreshadowing of like where we are now technologically. I definitely appreciated that. Still not as funny as in the show uh, Eureka, where the genius there with a smart house, his name's Fargo, and he creates a smart house oh, named yeah. Sarah, and it's just his own voice, and he's doing like a, a oh, more effeminate right. voice, and yeah. it's his own effeminate <laughs> voice, it's like Sarah, and everybody who walks in says, is that your voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah. So we could uh, talk about the secrets of Eureka sometime, but yes. no, this this episode should be called Between Two Ferns, I guess, because it's... <laughs> Kind of as boring as that show was, but um, and memorable too, apparently. So, um, no, it's it's yeah the the demise of the Tolans hoisted on their own petard. Um, it's cool to see Nareem kind of evolve beyond his like simple naivete into like more of a a hero. So that part's kind of cool. I did get a kick out of her every time he's like, they did they did what? But that would be illegal. That would be a violation of our highest ideals. You know, like oh dear sweet Nareem. Dear babe in the woods, Nareem. But classic Nareem. No, it's, and I like that part, but I mean, it's, yeah, there, there's like 45 minutes. Well, not 45 because that'd be longer than the episode, but you know, there's like <laughs> half an hour of like going between like the spa waiting room, which is like the council chamber and then the hotel room with like the white carpeting and stuff. So for an espionage and like getting to the bottom of an episode, like it's very well lit and like very comfortable you know, yeah. <laughs> locations and stuff, which kind of detracts from it a little bit, but you know, that's the Tolans for you. I guess it does show there that they're this very sterile technocratic society that it, it's like you mentioned, it's funny that uh, he constantly brings up that that would go against regulations. And then at the end, one of the, one of the guards who's in on the conspiracy says the same thing about something. And it's like, that just must be hammered into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, when deceiving the people is the highest crime, even right. over murder, I mean, that kind of says a lot about their their whole system of government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The murder of a beloved character, Omak, who we saw once four years ago. <laughs> and, have only, and it's only been, re- hey, every time they've gone back, hey, where's Omak? Oh, yeah, he's not here. He can't right. be here right now. And it's like, he's oh, off okay. planet. Or yeah. He's, yeah. And you remember, he was very rude to yeah. the humans yeah. who saved them. And then they get invited to his funeral, and only people he well respected got invited. Yeah, <laughs> he can't be here. He's like chaining people up in death traps and stuff. As the <laughs> as that actor was a the jigsaw killer and saw. I, I I hear. I haven't seen any of those movies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. They had to do a like a previously on to remind everyone who he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, you had the yeah. significant, you know, shoulder grab as we will see you again. We perhaps one day we will see you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was that was apparently where he showed his respect for the Tari. Yeah, yeah, is that what that was. <laughs> yeah, because even in that episode, there they didn't do the thing where there was like he looks down on them at first, but then he they like he gives them his begrudging respect because yeah. they've earned it. Like he's just kind of a jerk all the way through till the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then you never see him again until they invite him to his funeral. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause his Fitbit died or something. I don't know. Well, I love Jack. It's like, well, so why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> only those who were, only those who he really respected were invited. So why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good question. I do. I, like, I will uh, say, you know, have, again, having served the Air Force, I always loved the bus driver caps. The the cap that uh, Colonel O'Neill was wearing at the funeral, oh, the big okay. blue wheel cap. We used to call them the bus driver caps because, of course, that it used to be bus drivers would wear those that same <laughs> style of hat. Did they wear it before the Air Force people did, or I think it kind of came over with the military oh, okay. from the military because that, that's that's a traditional military style cap. Okay, oh, okay, formal mm, cap. But nice. I always, I always like those, you know, instead of the little, the little uh, garrison caps, you know, the little things that they look like a, a steak, hot dog, steak thing. and shake. Uh-huh. Yeah, are they the long yeah. ones? Steak yeah. And sh- uh, yeah, yeah, the, the steak and shake. There we go. Yeah, look like they're working at the mall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I do like uh, they they wear those hats in Dune, so I think it's funny that they apparently survive twenty thousand years into the future. <laughs> <laughs> they're cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like a lot of this episode was stretching for time. Like they had about twenty minutes of real plot, and then they complicated it by having them go back and forth so many times to so many different yep. places. Like I feel like the the good middle chunk of the episode was just something's going on. Let's look over here. No, let's look over here. No, let's look over here. Yeah, yeah. Like just yeah. a lot of walking back we and gotta- forth. We got to negotiate. Okay, we're going to get an, one ion can. Well, we need 38 to protect the earth. Okay, let's go back. Oh, yes, you will give us 38 more because we can give you all this trinium. But we're kind of wondering what you're doing. So let's go back. Yeah. Now we got to figure yeah. out how to you know, track the trinium. Yeah, back, back and forth, back and forth. I did like the way that they had, I mean, you weren't expecting, when, when Carter says, but we need 38. And, you know, this first time they've never negotiated with them and never offered to give them um technology before and you know jack and um daniel go back and say we need 30 that's not how they said it but 38 well yeah, yeah. It, was, it was jack said 30. we need 30 daniel says eight we need which, 38 yeah <laughs> which is a, a funny bit but not really realistic like they've negotiated before right they would say we appreciate yeah. your offer of one but we'll require 38 to you know protect i don't our think planet. jack's taken those classes yet <laughs> i don't yeah like, daniel should have known yeah daniel wasn't like mm, you know 38 you know <laughs> But what was interesting was then for Councilor Travel to be like, okay. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, hang on. Wait, what? Yeah. And so I, I kind of liked that give and take that it, it's not like they really had to work for it. And then you're like mm-hmm. going, why? What's going on? You, you know, something's going on. Yeah. Well, so it just well, kind of. before that, when, when, you know, Sam's giving the whole presentation on it at the SGC to General Hammond and saying, you know, if we have one, where do we put it? It'll mm-hmm. only protect you know, like the Eastern seaboard of the U S and that'd be about yeah. it. How do we cover the entire planet? And, you know, everybody's immediately going, okay, is this a plot on the Tolan authorities to split us, mm-hmm. you know, to affect earth by getting, you know, us mm-hmm. into a world war over this one ion cannon. Yeah. And even general Hammond is, is suspicious, but he says, you know, proceed, you know, but proceed with caution and stuff. So, yeah, and the the Tolan plan. So you know, Tanith, our our Gould friend, who was formerly a Tokra, who was formerly something like a Gould before that. So it's um, so he's the one. He's working for the the, the next big bad. And the plan is actually pretty good because of the treaty. Again, like this mm-hmm. treaty has so many different ways that it could work between the the Gould and the Asgard on the protected planets. The Gould can't directly bomb Earth, but if they have the Tolans. Have the humans mine the trinium? 
for their weapons and then have the Tolans force the Tolans to send the because the weapons mm-hmm. they're building these bombs that can go through an iris because the Tolans have phase shift technology and they can walk right through the iris. So the Gould thinks it's a good idea for a bomb. We could have that Which on a is. bomb. Yeah. And then yeah. just like whoosh. And then you can't stop it with an iris. So, yeah. So and then they're building like tons of these bombs, too. And the bombs themselves look pretty cool. They look like something from like space, like 1999. They're like very yeah. like there's a glass dome and stuff underneath it. And so the plan is to have to force the Tolans because the Goulds now are they have shielding. The new Gould has shielding that the ion cannons can't penetrate the Tolans big defense. They don't have any other defenses, apparently, like their technology. They have phase shift and like ion cannons. And that's all the technology and Fitbits <laughs> and talking houses. Yeah. And that's all they have. Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all they have because they're not like so they got Google Assistant, yeah. they've got Fitbit, yeah. they got <laughs> They're not like so well, we're 50% you know, of the way there. Yeah, it's they're not like we have phase shift technology and then at the end, you know, everyone everything's falling apart and this is jumping way ahead but they get a staticky message from from Nareem and he says like, you know, they're shooting down our ships as as we attempt to leave. It's like, well, why didn't you put phase shifting on the ships and then they wouldn't be able to shoot them <laughs> down. But but you think about the, it, it's that arrogance. Yeah. That every, yeah. you know, alien race that we've run into that has all of this technology and stuff, they just have this arrogance of nothing will ever happen to us and we're the best. And Yeah, they have, they've advanced so far that they don't, they don't have, they don't have to think tactically and so they mm-hmm. don't and that's really atrophied in them. And you see that even like it with humans, like there's been battles that have been turned on. By, by more primitive forces against more advanced forces because of mm-hmm. hubris. So it's the same kind of thing that yeah. happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this episode... No, no, episode... Not, not primitive. Oh. Less yeah. advanced. Less advanced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> use the proper words. <laughs> I feel like this episode could have been a really good kind of political strategy type of episode. You know, they really tried. I, I just kind of missed the mark in execution. It was a mm-hmm. good idea. Yeah. And, and like I said, I still enjoy the episode, but I think it could have been so much stronger than mm-hmm. how it ended up. Because the, the notion when you see, I forgot which one of y'all mentioned already, but Nareem's face when he's like, <laughs> the government hiding, for, you know, like going yeah. against our people. The revelation on his face, and then you think about the fact that this was, I don't know what year it says, 2000, 2001? Yeah, 2000. And now we're in 2023, and... I don't know. I mean, there's so much dystopian out there. And then there's the whole, like, what's real? What's a conspiracy theory? Oh, wait, conspiracy theories are now real. And, you know, all this stuff <laughs> going on. And then you kind of look at Nareem and you're like, uh, Doug, like, what are yeah. you doing? I feel like it, it could have been so much stronger than it actually yeah. ended up being. He he could have gone on to, like, his, if his name was, like, Edward Tolan, he could have, like, released Nareemi Weeks. Dreamy leaks or something and like published all this stuff that he was finding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then had to like seek refuge with the Knox or something well you, know, like you, you, you think they would have been suspicious when last time we saw the Tolans the Gwauld were interfering with their ion cannons yes you yeah think they would have kind of done a little bit more of okay we need to be trying to stay up on top of this oh no no we'll just go status quo yeah. no big deal and I love I that when they're looking through the minutes and like oh a Gould ship or wait, they just test fire the ion cannons, and then they find that oh, there was a gold ship, but he left peacefully. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah the ion cannon didn't do anything; it bounced off his shield, and he just kind of left because That's okay, what they do? <laughs> he shoots and leaves. <laughs> yeah, like a panda bear. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. So I liked where they were going with it. So 
I think the problem is they've used the Tolan so sporadically that every time, and it's like, you'll have like maybe one episode per season. I think we've had like, maybe, is this the third Tolan episode? Third or maybe fourth? No, it's the fourth one because there's a one with um, Skara and and, and the trial for his, his like autonomy. And then there's the one... That was basically just the jumping off point point for Jack to infiltrate um, Mayborn's off world like yeah. gadget, gadget mm-hmm. stealing operation. But we didn't see a lot of people, just no. a little bitty bit. Right, and so every time they show them in the show, they have to basically reestablish them, and that takes up a good chunk. Yeah, of mm-hmm. the forty forty ish minute runtime, and this is really one of those things where if you're going to do something that's going to be this deep, it probably needs to be a two parter. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad we didn't get a toll in two parter. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it all evens out. Too much gray for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if, if Star Trek had had done this, like the B plot would have been cutting back to the SGC where Walter's planning Hen- Hammond's birthday party or something, and he <laughs> needs so much and he needs to trade up for like all the ingredients. He's like, oh, I need flour for the cake, but where am I going to get flour? And it's like, well, I need ammunition for my P ninety. It's like, will you give me flour if I give you a bullet? Sure. <laughs> and then he has to find a bullet. Oh, okay. There, Hoshi, <laughs> yeah. Hoshi Sato. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, the baseball card. Yeah, yeah, one. that was a oh, good one. Yeah. Where Jake gets the baseball card and the material continuum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really don't do B plots on Stargate. I've noticed. Yeah, not much. Not much. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't a popular. Of course, Stargate is. This is kind of moving between. The episode of the Planet of the Week of of uh, Star Trek in the longer plot driven series like we have now, mm-hmm. yeah, you know this is kind of that middle ground because you know we mentioned it before, but B- uh, Battlestar Galactica was really kind of considered the first of each episode continued the plot, the main plot instead of each having separate different plots. Right. Yeah, and that was the first first one to do it in that format. Speaking of that, um, yeah. So I actually started watching uh, Twin Peaks on the recommendation of Victor. That came out in 1990, I think. And yeah. that show does the thing where it's like a whole through plot. Like they could have made that show nowadays, and it would fit right in. It's, it was very ahead of its time. But the funny thing is, uh, Don S. Davis is he's in the show as an Air Force. I think he's a colonel in the he's show. A major, yeah, major he's a major, breaks. but. He's he's General Hammond, and so my hate fan <laughs> yeah. is that Twin Peaks and Stargate take place in the same universe. Yeah, he's he's wearing his dress uniform with his medals in every scene, just about. Yeah, and he he gives advice out just like he sounds, just like General Hammond, and yeah, it was funny. Fun, yeah, it was funny. I was watching it. And he comes on screen. I'm like, what is General Hammond doing? In this yeah, show? yeah. <laughs> a little bit more hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uniform fits a little bit better, but yeah. You said his his name was. Burns, quote unquote. Yeah, or Briggs, yeah. Yeah, Briggs, yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's working on secret Air Force projects, too, in that show. So it all fits together. Yep. There <laughs> you go. They reference Project Blue Book later on and stuff. So, yep. <laughs> that was before he got into the, I don't know. Did they have a code name for the Stargate project in the show? Like a, like a public-facing one? I don't think they do. I think it's just Stargate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there was like a real world project oh. Stargate, but not the thing. But I don't remember if they had a cover. Like in the no, moment, I mean, it was the, ra- the radio telemetry, <laughs> yeah, whatever, deep space whatever. Radar yeah. telemetry. Yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't call it like Project Firefly or anything like that. And he's working on satellites in yep. Twin Peaks. There you go. It, it all makes sense. Yep. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. Twin Peaks and <laughs> yeah. Stargate are in the same universe. <laughs> 
Well, then we could bring League of, Her own, League of Their Own, you know, that he goes back in time through the Stargate so he could coach one of the girls' baseball teams. Is he in that too? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, oh, he's, wow. he's like one of the other coaches. Like the Rockford Peaches or something, yeah. Coach. Well, Rockford Peaches was the, the, oh, that was the, the main team. Okay. But it was one of the one other the teams. And then where he goes like, there's no crying in face. That's all I heard. No, I've never that was seen Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's also in Best in Show, so we can loop that one in. That's right. He was. Yeah, he was the judge. Yeah. That was, that was his side project. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> side hobby. The, yeah. the Hammond multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that just that just goes to show how interesting the Tolan are. Yeah, which is not not <laughs> yeah. very. I like the Tolans had the, uh, the the hand hollow communicators like Star Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where yeah, the, I cool. like that she gets it and he's off center, so then she turns it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that she, he's facing her. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. I guess and Jack's have... like trying to look around it, you know, so he can see the front of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't have face tracking in there, I guess yet. Nope. Yeah. I mean, they're, they made the most of their location, which was a college campus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simon Fraser University in uh, Vancouver. Yep. And, uh, Bur- and Burnaby <laughs> campus of, of Simon yeah. Fraser. Yep. And it, it looks just like a college campus. Like, but it like looks like a 1960s yeah. era college Very campus. gray. I yes. mean, you think yeah. about this episode, everything is gray. Well, except he said there was like a white lounge room, but everything is gray, just different shades. So yeah, it's like yeah, kinda, it's like Jack says when he uh when he grabs uh Nareem, you you were the one in gray. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, they did have quite a few little fun one-liners here and there. Yeah, or, or Jack uh, being very hesitant to hold Tilk's hand. Yes, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all count how many? This is a Victor question. Count how many lines Tilk had because you usually do that and. I was thinking while oh. I was watching this, I thought about you because I thought he didn't say. A couple, three, four. Yeah, yeah. let's say three or four tops. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have much to say or do. I mean, there's, there's the one big like reversal where, you know, they've, they've captured Sam and, and Daniel and uh, Nareem has escaped and they're like, well, at least, you know, Jack and Teal got there and they're going to take care of those weapons and they get captured, you know? Um, and then, you know, they're like, Oh, we were just a diversion, and then Nareem like fires up an ion cannon, like blows up all the bombs. He like shoots it down, and you know it's a digitally digitally like superimpose the ion cannon over the college campus where there's just a bunch of people walking around, and so the iron ion cannon like fires, and there's this huge explosion, and the people in the foreground are just like going about their business. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they didn't they didn't give him the direction to like okay something just exploded, you know look look surprised they're just look that way yeah it's just like something <laughs> blows up and like nobody looks or. <laughs> Like, I didn't notice that. Nice. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it's, um, it's because that would be breaking the protocol. Apparently, just, yeah. Uh, keep walking. <laughs> That's somebody else's problem over there. Yeah, yeah. The government is knows what's best for us, so I'll just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I do like uh, I like the part where they uh, have they take out um, Nareem's tracking chip mm-hmm. and give it to Jack and uh, Teal'c. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't they didn't think of that. I guess that goes back with the, the Tolan being the Tolan, but yeah, yeah, nobody's ever taken off their Fitbit before. Yeah, yeah. or pulled out their little micro transceiver yeah. out of their hand, which I don't know. Maybe they've got a maybe that little Fitbit has a 
remove tracker button. You yeah. Know? Well, they have the face shifting <laughs> device. They can just like kind of pinch in, I guess, and get it out, right? Yeah. Face shifted it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nowadays, they, nowadays, that's what they would do is they'd have like Jack like face shift his hand into like Travel's heart and like go, I, you know, like the okay. Matrix. <laughs> yeah. He something. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> You're like, you're the heart of this society. Ah. And that's the case that would be like, that would be if they made it today. Because it would be all like TVMA and stuff. That's true. I hope they don't do that with whatever reboot of Stargate will come eventually. Although I'm sure they will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get a remake of the, the head slicing from the first episode. Yeah. It will be oh, insanely gory. I guess yeah. that's, I, I'm so hesitant. On, I, I mean, I, I want more Stargate, obviously. Yes. But I'm scared they're just going to take what yeah. we loved and trash it and make it all edgy and gritty. Like Star Trek Picard? Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Friday night's on Showtime. It's Stargate like you've never seen it before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it was on Showtime to begin with. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but it was so – it was like the tamest thing on Showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, other than the first episode, which has the unnecessary nudity, it's yeah, yeah, TV PG for the most part. Yep. Aside from yeah. the Asgard and the yeah, we talked about that. The <laughs> <Aliens. Yeah. laughs> definitely, definitely over the top. <laughs> so, did we have any uh, fun episode titles from around the world, Victor? Oh, we did indeed. And um, <laughs> speaking of the episode title, um, between two fires is a expression that I was not familiar with. That is means, um, like you're between a rock and a hard place or like, you know, Scylla and Charybdis, you're like, you know, squished between two, two opposing forces. And that really isn't what's happening here. I mean, SG1 really. that like, no, I mean, there's like the Gould and the Tolans, but they're kind of on the same side and, you know, less Hammond is the other. I don't know, but it, so it didn't make a lot of sense. I guess you and could I, argue that the Tolan were the ones that were between two fires because either they get destroyed by the Gould or uh, they play along and destroy other planets and they survive. Yeah, yeah, makes, I guess so. That makes sense, yeah. And I did appreciate like Nareem's very principled but unrealistic stand, you know, at the end. <laughs> yeah. But, well, as um, you said, he's not usually the stand-up yeah. hero guy. So it took yeah. him a minute. It took him a half a minute to be like, wait, yeah. what? But um, some some of the people like uh, in, uh, oh my gosh, the French, I'm going to mispronounce this, but uh, they're, they're, they just called it trap, which in French is mm -hmm. traconard or traconard or something. Sorry, French people. I don't despise you, despite what you may think from my pronunciation of that. In in Polish, this is interesting. It's called Between Hammer and Anvil, which I think is, uh, which is Miedzimultimakowoldium. Uh, and that I think is actually like kind of keeping the Between Two Fires. Mm -hmm. And then in German, we get the Battle of the Tolans. Der Kampf der Tolaner. Which is like uh, very much like, it's like, what is this? I don't know. There's like a battle at the end and then there are the Tolans. Okay. Yeah, the battle of the Tolans. It's to the point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You have to wait, like, like I said, like 35 minutes to see it, but. To hear it. Yeah. To hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Nareem. So is this the end of Nareem and the Tolans? Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, we'll hear about him more, but yeah, we, we don't see him ever again. And they never pop back up. Oh, yeah. 
It's like, Jan wish I could us. say I was sad. Where it's like, <laughs> I mean, the, remember? Yeah. Remember when we got the Tolans wiped out? That was cool. <laughs> oh, do yeah. That. yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I know you shared an article about the ethics of this episode. I didn't have a chance to look at it, but I'm trying to think of what other outcome they could have done to help. No. In this point, like, <laughs> No, they convinced them to do the right thing. And, and that was what the article mm-hmm. was saying. Um, it's an article, I think, on, on Gate World. It's called, like, The Ethics of Between Two Fires. And Jack basically telling him, you know, Nareem's like, you're asking me to betray my 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 homeworld and cause a certain demise. And Jack's like, no, I'm asking you to do the right thing. And you know it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the turning point mm-hmm. for Nareem's character there. It's like, yeah, you know, right or wrong, I still have to do the right thing. And and um, and, and let's let's be clear, too. They're... they're there's a hundred percent guarantee that as soon as the gold would have gotten those bombs, the Tolans would have gotten destroyed anyways. So yeah, the yeah. first bomb would have been planted on their own world. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, the Tolan leadership had already made the wrong choice mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. capitulating to the gold to Tanith. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, Nareem didn't want to make the choice. He didn't want to be the guy to say it, but he really, yeah. Yeah. I just think it, it's funny that, they had this technology all along. They could have been using like multi-phasic weapons to destroy the gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we'll see a lot in, in Atlantis of like, you know, can we use beaming technology to beam nukes to the ship or that ship, you know? And, uh, oh no, they have shields and stuff. So there's a lot of um, like cases where, you know, the, the phase shifting would have come in handy if they'd managed to grab like one of those devices. But that's what I would have said. It's like, oh, like we got to leave. You guys are like almost certainly doomed. Can we like grab a handful of your face shifting devices and Fitbits and talking houses? Let's get and, some of your guns and yeah. your, your local <laughs> hand phasers. And <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, just like as you're running out, just they're probably sitting around like on a table. You could just grab it. Yeah. I don't just think of their pockets yeah. as they're jumping through the Stargate. So somebody remind me first season, Tolan, we rescued them. SG1 rescued yes. them off the yeah. planet. And we set them up on a new planet, or not, which is this one. But but it was a new planet. Like this yes. planet was yes. new, so I, they do owe their civilization too. I think it was just a group Sorry. of them were lost. Like it was a group. and they didn't and they didn't know where the other. Or is, maybe I'm thinking of something I else. Can't remember. It was yeah, like, no, I, I think you're, yeah. I th- I think you're right. It was they were they were like on the old Tolan homeworld that was self destructing. And they didn't have a way to get to the new okay. homeworld that everybody else had evacuated yeah. to, which okay. is this one. And then there's another colony that's out there somewhere that we never see. But okay, because I was thinking, man, if we save their entire, you know, civilization, the, the Nareem really should have, you know, been a little quieter yeah. sooner. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jack would have reminded them of, uh, of oh, yeah. that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he yeah. definitely would have. Travel's hair looked really cool, house. though. I was going to say, I yeah. love her hair. If I ever decide Grab to go frosted. gray, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. She's got some <laughs> gray hair. <laughs> yeah. I was just distracted by that weird, like, plastic bib thing that she had around her neck. <laughs> that looked really uncomfortable. <laughs> I noticed yeah. she wasn't as stiff this episode. You know, you think yeah, about the um, last two times we've seen her, she's been very straight-laced in the way she speaks. Mm-hmm. It's very clipped and... And this one, she seemed almost relaxed. Almost. Maybe she was. Almost. Or, or really, really stressed. One of the yeah. Because, you know, she has like a gall old pulling her strings. Yeah. So. 
But that would violate. Which, by the way, I love laws. I love Daniel's I love Daniel's reaction when he sees Tanith. Aren't you supposed to be dead? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when when uh, Nareem tells Jack and uh, uh, Teal'c that it's a ghoul, and there's like, what's his name? And says Tanith, and and you immediately see Jack turn to Teal'c and go, "Down boy." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Teal'c gets a look on his face like murder. Yeah, I'm going to kill. <laughs> and that actually would have made the episode like mm-hmm. more bearable. Is they could have taken like ten minutes out of the episode and have Teal'c go on his like rampage against Tanith and actually like like get rid of him once and for all. And then that still doesn't take any way thing away from the other ghouls when we we meet him later. I don't I can't recall what happens with Tanith's character and how he actually meets his end. But I don't. It could have saved this episode if they'd done it here. At least a confrontation. Yeah, right? yeah. Because yeah. there's such a rich mean. history there. That would have added a lot to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will you rip you out of your host's throat and yeah. stomp on your wriggling <laughs> corpse. With my phase-shifting technology, I can take <laughs> yeah. golds out of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Just very, very Predator-esque, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they could do that for like a dark, gritty Stargate series. Have it be like set thirty years in the future, and it's just Teal'c like hunting down Gould solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? Nothing here. No, except I kept having like a Shaka <laughs> Khan song going through my head, like between two fires, right down to the wire. You know, that's not the song, but okay. What else did awesome. I have? That was oh, yeah. it. Awesome. We do have some feedback uh, from Paul Leone on our episode, Rite of Passage. Yay. He says that it's always nice to see the spotlight shine on the recurring characters like this. Uh, and he has a question. Uh, since we're getting closer to Stargate Atlantis, he's wondering how we're going to handle that. Are we going to alternate or are we going to uh, just do one season after the other? And I think what we're going to do is we're going to do similar to how Secrets of Doctor Who and Secrets of Star Trek um, we're going to alternate episodes. So for a while, yeah. it'll just be Stargate. Now there Atlantis, are, there are watch, there are watch lists out there where you can, where you can watch the shows as they kind of fit in storyline. And sometimes there'll be a couple SG one episodes and a couple Atlantis episodes, or it's back and forth or yeah. you know, things like that. But I think the easiest thing to do is just, you know, season whatever it is, eight episode one of SG one, and then season one of, or probably actually want to do the Atlantis season one, episode one. Yeah, because that was a Stargate episode one and two, mm-hmm. three, four, whatever you know. But do it so that when we get to that point, because it, it Atlantis kicks off from an SG one episode, SG one mm-hmm. two parter, and that would be yep. a good time to then pick up Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, we could do it in the order they aired or something, you know. Yeah, but because yeah, at, at the time when when both were on the air, it was SG one Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fun. Back. It was a fun night. I forget what the other With show BSG was. to follow. It was BSG. Oh, that was, oh, BSG. was yeah. 2004 so yeah it was oh nice that'd be the good uh All yeah three, three, of three hours of great sci yeah. back when the sci-fi syfi network was the sci-fi network mm-hmm. scifi and they actually sewed science fiction yeah there you go well, they got speaking of arc now which yeah. isn't terrible yet is that <laughs> is that is that okay because i haven't i haven't watched that because i don't I've, have uh, a watch as as we record this the first three episodes have come out and it's not bad I don't know. It's got a little Stargate universe where the crews kind of each other's throats mm-hmm. a little bit, but this is, and it's another one of these of, you know, the ship's damaged and 
Um, you know, the people who are supposed to be in charge aren't there because they got sucked out into the vacuum of space, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's like the 100 <laughs> or like the Lost in Space reboot on Netflix or like, Something like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> nice. So, well, at least but it's, not some... it's not bad, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, and it's got a couple of Stargate alum running it, Dean hmm. Devlin and, uh, Jonathan Glasner. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Give well, it a try. We can, be, we can be assured that if it gets good, it'll probably get canceled. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> right on a big cliffhanger too it'll be like oh no the ark is gonna crash and then it will be like or we're, we, yeah. we're just about to make it to the planet but are we gonna have enough food to make it or enough fuel to make it turn it into it in next month oh we just canceled it never mind <laughs> yeah put up, the ark has died of dysentery yeah <laughs> <laughs> just put up the title card they died. Yeah. They died. Yeah. Or, or kind of the, the quantum leap. Yeah. They never made it home. Yeah. Yeah. The Ark died on its way back to its own planet. Yeah. That but, or uh, Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> they both get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people responsible for the Ark have been sacked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, what we'll do is we're just going to alternate once we get to that point. Um, they'll throw some variety in there, which will be fun. Yeah. But that'll probably be another year or so before we have to even start thinking about that. Yeah. Good. Hopefully we can all be back where we can watch them on some streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. SG1 finally made it back onto Amazon. Just it may be off now, but because I watched (laughs) this episode about a week ago and it was back on Amazon, but it was the the 480 uh, P versions, I think, which I did not know this, but someone on Twitter, of course, corrected me that. I was like, I like watching Stargate. This is me. I like watching Stargate in its original 4-3 aspect ratio. And they're like, um, actually, Stargate was filmed in a 16-9 <laughs> frame and just yep. trimmed down to 4-3 for television. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So that was... And it restretched back to 16-9. Yeah, not even not even stretched, just the full frame restored. But then, oh, yeah. but then, you know, someone else was like, well, did they... Yeah, granted, they had all that stuff, but did they have it, film it with a 4-3 in mind for the first, you know five seasons or however long it was but like how are they doing the blocking but it yeah. was that like blew my mind i was like oh wow so they didn't stretch it out 169 they actually had the original yeah. frame it was just they never mm-hmm. used it until the dvd well, eventually last couple of seasons were all digital if i remember correctly too yeah and it eventually did go off all, all digital yeah and uh deep space nine's the same way it was filmed like mm-hmm. that and but we haven't gotten a remaster yet we yeah we can't Come because on. the the live action was filmed but then they converted it to video to do the special effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the version that has like any sort of special effect or overlay on it is the video version. Um, whereas with yep. um, TNG, they actually did a film version of the effects too. Yep. Yeah. I still That's, feel like they could crowdsource that. Just well, put now it out with, there. Yeah. Now would put it together. But I, uh, now with the, uh, the uh, upscaling AIs that are out there now that actually do a pretty reasonable job. Everybody do something with that. Everybody would look like they're wearing an Odo mask and mo- be moving like yeah. they're through Jello, like really super, like a super motion. <laughs> no, I'm sure they have ways of doing it better now, but like, yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Wesley B, Janelyn M, Kevin T, Donald W, and Greg G. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. 
And the fun thing about the YouTube is that uh, we have the video, so you can you can see us or you can see my cat trying to knock my computer over. It's it's a good time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to find previous episodes. And my Grogu looking at us, you know, dis- disapprovingly, <laughs> staring into my soul. Yes. <laughs> To find previous episodes of Secrets to Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate, and you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, 2001. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the Secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And these little chats of ours always bring me great joy and serve to ease my mind. <laughs> Glad I can do that. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>